Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, aggressive. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our redemption arc episode. Of yes, thank you. <laughs> of glee, glee. aggressive. I don't know if this actual episode is actually redeeming at all in any way, but the bar was underground, and this is above that. The bar was in hell, and we actually we we managed to clear it this time. Yes. Um. So I I quite like this episode. All right. Interesting. With that in mind, well, I mean, well, again, I don't know if it is because we have had such a bad run, or yeah. if I genuinely think it's a decent episode. We'll get into it. We'll anyway, talk about it. Uh, I'm Ian Brodsky. I'm Karina Stokes. And what episode you might be asking? Why it's episode season four. <laughs> Episode number 19. It is called Sweet Dreams, and it aired April 18th, 2013. And it is a late night for us, so forgive us if we're already a little loopy. You know what the worst part is? Is What? We can say that it's a late night for us, and then we might have some listeners that are like, oh yeah, I know that feeling, but it is fully 8.30. Oh yeah. It's been a full day for both of us. You know, we have lives, and sometimes that lives means that it's 8 30 and we're like woof rough day like, we're in our yeah. 30s <laughs> excuse us <laughs> pull back the true curtain, millennial let shit, everyone yeah. know that we're in our 30s anyway right this episode so you're a fan huh i more or less right. i mean I, maybe just again it's probably just in 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 the grand scheme of glepisodes yeah and how miserable the last one was yeah and how it had just been like a steady decline before that you think this one has some this redeeming was a, qualities i think you know what this was at least refreshing hmm. this felt like a glee episode i'll give an you episode that of glee that we kind this felt like an episode that we signed up to it's see it's recognizable you know? i don't know if i like it but i i can recognize it yeah totally i will say it's a choice there was no way they're gonna do it well but what a choice to have to do, like, anything after a school. Like, how do you follow up a school shooting episode? Right. Like, they pay and a little bit of lip service to it, but, like... In a couple ways, I think they did an okay job mm-hmm. with tying that into the plot, and in other ways, I think they absolutely did not. Correct. I would agree. But, yeah, let's get but into let's it. But let's get into it. Um, so we do start with the Glee cap. Uh, my first note is, remember the fucking gun? Yeah, there was a gun, and everyone said... Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Um... I don't know. <laughs> um, Sue's gone, but she was protecting Becky. Mm-hmm. Um, d- and then I have, oh, yeah, Emma and Will and Finn. Yeah, remember that? Remember Emma? And, right. And, oh, yeah, Rachel is going to audition for Funny Girl. Yeah, too. that's too real. And then we sort of open proper with Finn at college. Honestly? Why? Because smart people go to college. I love this for him. Like. Yes. This, this was my favorite part of the episode was the Finn plot of... Finn yes. realizing that you can just go to normal school. You can just yeah. go to college. It doesn't have to be Niada. It doesn't have to be the actress studio. Like, college is a good time. And he's experienced, yeah. like, 
And it also totally makes sense because you assume, like, what, he's, like, a second semester, like, transfer to suddenly just go, like, right. all right, I missed out on that first semester of, like, bullshit, let's get into it. Let's go hard. Um, hey, remember the Harlem Shake? I was going to say, you know, it really dates this episode. <laughs> Is the Harlem Shake There's like not that? one, not two, but three Harlem Shakes in this first opening scene. To their credit, definitely gives homage to how omnipresent the Harlem Shake was. I just yeah. didn't know that it was that naked. Yeah, the Harlem Shake was quite nude. I think it's probably more nude for this. The idea was many costumes, all sorts of masks and stuff. But yeah, there was a, a fair amount of people without shirts doing the Harlem Shake. I don't think I've ever seen right. one in real life. I but think, like there was one... One at New Paltz that I came across. When and did when did the Harlem Shake meme start? I want to say sometime in 2013, obviously, but probably yeah, I feel early like February. Pretty up to date. So yeah, I feel like they're pretty up to date with that. Trend. They're like two months behind. Um, right, which like not bad in 2013 times. No. God. Yeah. The Harlem fucking shake. <laughs> the Harlem fucking shake. It was funny that, like, he just enters his dorm room and it's there. And it's happening. Um, That's actually my yeah. nightmare. I mean, to it, walk it is into definitely your dorm our nightmare. Where there's a party happening that you weren't aware of, and that's the place where you sleep and your bed is. And everyone is just in their skivvies doing the Harlem Shake at full volume. That's pretty... Uh, that sounds familiar, unfortunately. But what is fun is Puck is there, too, and he lives in the dorm room as well. It's not that he goes to college... Um, he's just there for his bro, his the bruise, and the Bettys. Remember yes. that term for uh, for a, a woman in 2013? Yeah, I mean I've seen Clueless, so I'm familiar. There you go. From, from that. Uh, there you go. From that regard. Um, so Puck's just squatting, essentially. I guess. Right? Yes, that has to be it. And like everyone, I apparently seems cool with it. But I guess the yeah. uh, University of Ohio or Lima University or. Y- whatever whatever it is. it is is cool with it given the other given the party love, situations of this episode yeah i love the yay college vibe of it all like I yay had, college i had the same note it reminded me of so mini story time folks the do- not the not even the dorm the off-campus apartment that i lived in in college was like on the corner of main street which was like, mm-hmm. of course, a massive thoroughfare in our little hippie college town. The main street. The as main it were. street, as it were, and especially during like the first couple weekends of the of the fall semester, my one roommate in particular, but all of us that lived there, would just yell out the window on hopping nights, "Yay, college!" I mean, that's the vibe. It's the vibe. It's all your, like, little babies walking up and down trying to get pizza and being harangued yeah. by some theater majors who live up of a pizza shop. Exactly. Screaming, yay, college! Yay, college, indeed. Everyone Honestly. is drinking rum and Mountain Dew because someone snuck them rum and there's only Mountain Dew left in the dorm room. And there's only Mountain Dew. Vending machines. It's, it's honestly probably rum and Pepsi. Yes. Because we went to a Pepsi college, ripped We us. did go to a Pepsi um, college. <laughs> it's a defining moment did you go to a, a coke or a pepsi college right. it's rum and pepsi it's vodka and code red yes. you know it's oh my God, whatever yes. you can find uh, it tastes like gasoline oh yeah four loco was still legal four times were different was folks. legal then holy shit i'm 
Hey, Gen Z listeners, I know you're there. Did you guys have Four Loco in college growing up? I doubt it. And if you did, are they in college in. now? I don't know how old Gen, Gen Z, Z is. is still like the youngest Gen Zers. I think are like twelve years old right now. So like, mm. this is like they better not be drinking Four Loco. Right. So I guess we're more talking to like zillennials. Yeah. What's your Four Loco situation? Let me know. <laughs> right. Right in. Glee right in about your Four Loco situation. Um, actually, I think by the point this Glee episode came out, Four Loco was not legal. <laughs> I think we okay. had pivoted away from it being legal at this point. Sure. Hard to tell. I'd never had it, so, like... And we I were had, both still in college at this point, so... I had part of one once. I think I've had, like, a sip of one. Yeah. I had about two sips of a quarter of a can, and I was like, this is a mistake. And so right, I had you're no like, more. This, this tastes about as I expected it, yes. and um, I'm good. Uh, so, yeah, Finn and Puck college bros we stand we stand um my next note is just blah blah rachel talking about the funny girl revival this is where it gets meta of course it wasn't it's so funny though that we ended up reviewing this part in this timeline because like it up until like what six months ago a year ago it wasn't meta it was right. just like haha rachel mm-hmm. berry funny girl leah michelle wishes and then it was like oh leah michelle is is did closing yeah. that show now is it yeah doing as honestly truly as we speak they're oh maybe they're dark tonight but <laughs> anyway so it, um, like it's weird to watch this now and be like oh it's a that just happened it's not like just, a it's not a bit anymore a, the bit yeah. became too real yeah we we're living in ryan hard. murphy's america hate it maybe that explains it so I hate that she says that she groomed herself to be Fanny Bryce from the time she was five. Yeah, in this uh, in this day and age, we can't be talking like that, Leah Michelle. Right. Um, I knew I needed to be her. She has, like, a shrine to Barbara, and one of the things in it is a yarmulke from Yentl. Yes, of course. I do appreciate the Yentl throwback. Um, we can never that escape That is a through line for us. Yeah. Truly um, a unifier in our glee-aggressive cinematic universe. Didn't know that Barbara Streisand was also connected to Pierre Trudeau. That's fascinating. I also was fascinated by that. And James yeah. Brolin. Right. Uh, is is she still married to James Brolin? Oh, let's find Jenna out. Jenna Kate, right in. Yeah, let's see what's quicker. Is me Wikipediaing it <laughs> or Jenna Kate gets dissenting and disturbance in the forest and somehow texting us <laughs> it? Anyway, so, yeah, it, it's all very much like Rachel Perry is trying to... Be funny, girl. Live her dream. Et cetera, et cetera. Karina, I'm mad that you just texted the group chat. Um, it looks like she's still just... married to James Brolin. Well, we're going to find out what Jenna Kate says. Probably. Right. It no, is I Jenna. Just also it, just said yeah. James Brolin. Yep. <laughs> Way to come through, girl. Um, yeah, so we cut back to school. NeNe Leakes is back. Roz Washington is back to be essentially the black Sue, which yep. I hate that I said. Um, there's, there's another a Dennis Rodman of, reference. There's a lot of comments made here in this right, speech. Right. She's talking to Oprah about a Cheerios network. Um, yes. She brings the gunshots into this, which I hate. Yeah, see, that's when it's like, that is not a good way to address this. Right. Like, the way that she says, like, I'm a child of the ghetto and, like, I can't go to sleep unless I hear a couple gunshots. Not that's cool. not That's not the appropriate response to say to people who just lived through a school shooting. And it's also just, like, not the appropriate thing to write for a black actor. No, it is. Like, it's an appropriate all the way. Um, 
I do have it up on another window to keep track of where we are on the timeline, and I did just clock that Beast is eating an entire chicken pot pie. Fuck yes. Ugh. Which, Shannon, like, you, go, you go, girl. You stay on brand. Eat that whole chicken pot pie. Yes. Ugh. She still hasn't talked to Finn yet. Um, and they're all very much having a, like, life is short kind of moment. Right. Now How it's like East we had some beef with, with her sister. Yeah. Connect with those past who love. It. Right. Uh, we got to make the effort, William. If Denise Beast and I can get through it, so can you and Finn. Denise the Beast. I, lo- I love that her sister's name is Denise Beast. Cut to the hallway. Marley is here. Uh, she is going to she- let her song see the light of day. She's the narrator of this episode talking about yeah. how, like, this is kind of like the closest they come, I think, to really addressing, like, that these kids just went through a very traumatic event where she's, like, really embracing, like, a no day but today kind of vibe. Um, yep. Whereas, like, Brittany is talking to MIT because of her very good test scores. Tina went steampunk, which love yeah, that for her, honestly. Let's Tina. talk more about that. And Sam uh, is Sam in the Evans midst of a, an identity crisis. A charade. Yeah. Yes. He's he's pretending he has a twin brother named Evan. Named Evan Evans. From Australia. A lot of choices were made. Pretty wild. Pretty mm-hmm. wild. Um, I do love that Tina's like, now that you mention it, I have no idea whether or not I'm still on the Cheerios. Yeah, right? She's like, like I don't really know what happened. And... One point for continuity. Yeah. And I, I do think this is, with the Marley of it all, I do think this is, like, a good way of tying the last episode into this episode. Yes. This episode um, really has a lot of, like, this episode feels like they're trying to really pass the torch here. Like, there's a lot yeah. of new kid focus. It's really Marley-centric. Yes, you've got a Rachel plot, but Marley is sort of the hinge in this, in the back in the Ohio side. So you're right. really feeling like they're like, don't forget, like, these kids are gonna be the future and it's in a way that doesn't make me hate them either which is good wow um, that's I know, pretty right? impressive yeah um unique is taking birth control pills to help her grow breasts this is something i should i meant to i was at work when i was watching this part and i meant to Same. do more research on it um right because i was like i don't know if that's a real thing or not i don't know if i'm just ignorant or if it was just an ignorant thing for them to write yeah like, I get, like, taking, like, hormones to get, yeah like, more testosterone or more estrogen, but, like, is that, I don't want to say the end game, but, like, is that a byproduct, you know? Because I know, yeah. like, if you, if you take I, testosterone, like, you're likely to grow facial hair. Right. I don't know, and I don't know if, like, that's a safe option either. Like, it's, it seems that like... Too. They talk about it in a way that it seems like we should either be laughing at it or knowing about it, and I didn't have either option was exactly was appropriate. Same. I know they want us to laugh at it, like haha, like, uh, PTSD it, taking birth control, even though not right. Really, it, like it does feel like the punchline is about unique being trans. Well, there's a lot of which, weird talk, like from a lot of characters about unique in breasts in this episode and i yeah. think that's a weird choice to make agreed um but the theme is dreams yes even though marley just wants to do one of her originals at regionals where bit, have we seen that before a bit derivative but okay <laughs> exactly um 
but the theme is dreams. Um, we will do literally right. Dreamweaver, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This, and Making My Dreams Come True. Well, it was like, these judges are too dumb or drunk, basically. They weren't that bright and they weren't that sober, so we have to really just literal in the face with the theme. Yeah. And everyone's like, um... This kind of sucks. Yeah. And um, Will is not having any sort of pushback because he just kind of snaps in a way and goes like do i have to remind you how lucky you are to be at regionals we're there on a technicality so shut up and sing yeah i don't know if it's supposed to be like we're supposed to piece that will is also suffering from ptsd which would make sense i just wish they would have made it like more clear not that he's just being a hard ass for no reason that's a good point especially because I didn't even tie those two things together. I seriously just thought he was still upset about the right. Faye thing. Which I think and is also true. Yes. I just think I, I connected some dots for Glee in a way that I think they could have connected themselves and it would have made the episode better and not just Will being, like, upset about not no, being able to hang out with Finn and so he's just an absolute dickwad to his students that right. he claims he loves. Give us, like, five minutes less of NeNe Leaks being over-the-top cartoon villain and give us those five minutes into Will Schuster having to suss out the fact that he, yeah, his near-death experience with, like, never seeing his best friend. With his his students that he wants, he loves and wants to protect, like... Right. Oh, and also remember Emma? Um, Yeah. So, we cut from there to... Well, we have a commercial break. Then we cut Mm -hmm. from there to a secret Glee Club meeting... And they all agree the set list is going to make us lose regionals. I do appreciate that someone brings up your Making My Dreams Come True was in the set last year, which, like, I forgot that, but... Right, what, that, they're like, we already did that song, like, yeah. kind of recently, uh, and Will doesn't even remember, so that's pretty lame. I also right. do like the nod that Blaine is like, look, these are all good songs, but they're all old as hell. All, like, yeah. yeah, Sweet Dreams Are Made Of These, great song old as fuck from, like from last century yeah i mean of course it it, it is reminiscent of the pitch perfect of it all where yes. anna kendrick says none of these songs are from this century let's but, remix this business perhaps exactly let's let's mix this up um and valid like yeah. then marley does say hey i have some original songs and she tries to go pitch perfect to Haley yes. flashlight which you can't that, sing in the middle of the riff off, but that is the metaphor, though. That is the parallel. Blaine is Anna Kendrick, and Marley is uh, Haley Steinfeld. Yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. Like that's Blaine the came here. in last season and helped them win. Yes. And now, now Haley Steinfeld flashlight is here trying to trying to sing about friendship. Right. I love this. I for do us. like. I also do like the that she's like, well, I've got these songs here, and Kitty is like. And you think no Kitty's one wants just to being hear a, a song bitch, about like, a fat no one mom. wants to hear a song about a fat mom, and Riley goes, oh, okay, which does imply that her first song she had was about her mom, and then hey. Kitty's like, or about barfing, and Riley's like, uh, okay. okay, or about, like, I think, she says loving an She says an loving an octoroon, which is, yikes. Yeah, but, so then Marley was like, oh, okay, which means that Kitty was a bitch, but absolutely clocked Marley as well, being like, this she is did. what you're writing your songs about, right? But Karina... Of course Marley wrote those. Because she she loves her mom. That's the name of her EP. (laughs) I love my mom. I love my mom. Yes. And 
Darren Chris, yeah, so, I kept on forgetting the, the character Blaine, that his <laughs> name. So, I, yeah. Um, Blaine is like, we gotta pick a new set list and break the news to Shu. Yeah. So, cool. none of them are particularly down for Marley Rose's original songs, but they right. all do agree that they can't just be doing Schuster's old-ass playlist. Right. Um, back to college. Back to college. Yay, college. Um, it opened up on Puck and a slip and slide. A slip and slide in a dorm hallway. Right. Which is like, apparently a ticketed event. Yeah, and like... I mean, our college was a dry campus, quote unquote. So there were never any like dorm parties per se. No, but not I like feel this. like this was giving Van Wilder, like it was giving National Lampoon's yes. depiction of what a rockin' college party looks like. Which, and, like, like fine, I think it's that's supposed fine. to be. I think it is supposed to be like over the top. Is this camp? Like, sure. This is. This is. Like a fever dream version of college. This is not an accurate version of college. Like, of course. Also, you can't just be topless in your dorm hallway, making right. grilled cheeses. With, you can't even have an iron, let I mean, alone be making grilled part. cheeses with them. But also, I do love that. Did feel like an adorable little callback to the grilled yes. cheeses. Grilled plot. cheeses. So, honestly, I'll give them a half a point for what probably is giving them too much credit but this is a reasonable thing to be happening if it had been set in like a shitty off-campus house not in oh yeah the dorm hallway but again right. maybe ohio has different college rules i don't know right maybe maybe the state schools or even the private schools that aren't little hippie towns mm-hmm. are having those rock-in parties in well, the dorms. um know. right in and apparently you you can just waltz into a dorm room if you are a former high school teacher of one of the students who lives here. Right. Because um, he just shows up super casually. Um, this 32-year-old <laughs> man, apparently. Here to try to get Finn back, I guess. Yeah. And he, he's there to apologize and wants him to help coach the Glee Club again. Uh, Puck says something about shaving my hello giggles, which... Mm. I don't know what that is, and I don't want to find out. I think you um, know what it is deep down in your heart. I, I think, think I do, too. To I just, I'm afraid. But yeah, Finn turns it down. There's some things you just can't back from, and he's busy with college. I'm, uh, there is an exchange here where Puck is, like, super excited to see Will, and he's like, oh, man. And Will's like, oh, are you going here? And he's like, no, I'm just, I'm <laughs> auditing a few classes. And Will's like, do you even know what do that means? What that and he means. goes, gotta go. <laughs> yes, that was great. That was great. Gotta run. Gotta run. Gotta blast. Yeah. Um, it doesn't even feel like Will was really there to apologize. Like, he didn't mean it. It does feel like, and I liked this vibe, that it felt like he was going because Shannon told him to. Like, he uh-huh. was trying to extend an olive branch, but it did not feel like his heart was in it. Which is why I think it's perfectly reasonable that Finn was like, no, I'm having a good time right. partying at college. And we're still in this weird space, so I'm gonna right. st- I'm gonna kick it here. So we then we cut to the Glee Club. Return to Glee Club. Yes. Blaine is presenting alternatives. She is immediately mad. Immediately, uh, so mad. Snaps again, more so this time, of course. Yeah. Because he calls them out on their their bull- PTSD no, behaviors in a way. Yeah. yeah. Unique, cool it with the boob thing. Which Sam, you do not have a twin. To weird a thing to say, especially I trans guess, student. Yep. Uh, calling out Sam, reasonable more so, but insensitive in the way he did it. Yes. And I would say, I guess, the same with Blaine. Yeah. Well, for Blaine, he was, like, 
putting a lot of responsibility on Blaine. Like, how could you let this, all these things happen? It's like, that's not Blaine's problem, whether, like... It's not Blaine's job to be in charge of anything, really. Right. Like, they never actually... He even calls himself the unofficial new Rachel. There is no yeah. student president of this No, club. there isn't. Um, it's not Blaine's fault that Sam is trying to be two people and it's not his responsibility to stop them. We don't really need to touch on the boob thing of it all because it's weird that Ever. Will's bringing that up at all. And he basically says, I'm going to go get the coffee that I did not get because I was going to come here. And when I get back in five minutes, you better be ready to rehearse my song. Yeah. Okay. Calm down, Will. Exactly. Anyway, Adina's back. Yeah. Do you think she was just, like, near set that day? And they were like, do you think you could uh, hop I on? I really, I genuinely want to know what the thought process was going into Why we this. need to have Adina Menzel in this one right. scene. Why? Love seeing her. She sounds great in the song. We find out that she runs a Broadway daycare, which is daycare specifically cool. for Broadway actors, where she yeah. does little, as Rachel describes it later, fame for toddlers. Yeah, which is funny. But it um, really did feel like Idina happened to be around, and they were like, I bet we could work this in. Right. It also felt kind of meta that yes. they flat out say, like, basically, uh, Rachel's like, you're here about Funny Girl because you never, because, like, you'll never get to play the role because you're too old now. Right. Which, like, feels meta because at that time it was kind of like, oh, maybe Funny Girl's coming to Broadway. Maybe Idina Menzel's going to play it. And the demons, I was like, no, I will not be. I am too old. I mean, it, w- it went to Lauren Ryan... Ambrose. Oh, there you go. And then Ryan the production like, never happened. You're too old, Adina Right. Ryan Murphy was, yeah, this is Ryan Murphy talking, no one else. Yeah. Um, because Adina Menzel, also massive fan of Barbara Streisand, got to sing Ran- Don't Rain on My Parade for her Kennedy Center, Honor- Kennedy Center Honors, um, which is a random fact that I didn't remember that I remembered until just now. It just bubbled out of you with force yeah um but again meta so now her shelby's dream is to see her daughter perform the role okay okay and her advice is don't sing barbara at your audition because they cast barbara because she was one of a kind so they're going to want to see someone who is one of a kind that is going to put their own stamp on it is is this good advice yes and no okay um i think Ultimately, and there's kind of been a rehashing about this on theater TikTok mm-hmm. about what is acceptable to sing in auditions and what is not anymore. Love that. Um, because especially in that time, there was very much a do not sing list. Yeah. And anything funny, girl, Barbara Streisand was we'll overdone. It was yeah. on that list. Um, so at that time, it would probably be a little more reasonably accepted. Oh, like she's saying don't sing it makes sense. Yeah. But at the same time, I was also starting to see casting directors say, yeah, if I'm trying to cast a Lori in Oklahoma, of course I want to know what you sound like as Lori in Oklahoma. I need to know, yeah, I need to know that you can do Lori in Oklahoma. Right. So in the context of, like, this situation where it's an open call, I might not sing Barbara, but I would want to do something that really shows it's off in the, the powerhouse. Yeah. yeah. Very much a "Hey, Miss Dornstein, here I am" kind of song, like something yes. charming and brassy and belty and high. And we'll get to it. Do you think Rachel made a smart choice in her like? We'll get to it. All right, pocket that. 
Um, yeah, because that was my question. I was like, is this good advice? I could see. I mean, in my, like, non-theater brain, I always assume, like, you go in and sing a related style song. Yes. And then if you were to get a callback, then you are singing a song from More or less. the show to prove that you can actually do it. That's very much what happens for, for example, equity principal auditions, mm-hmm. which is kind of an open call, but it's more structured and you yeah. get like as an equity member, you get a time slot. Definitely the case for open calls for anything. But if it is something that they are starting off with appointments, you're probably going to get a packet of at least one scene from the show and at yeah. least one cut of a song from the show. Right. And you go in and do that. But you're also only really up against maybe 20 people at first right. it's at not most. The, the race that this fictional maybe funny more... girl audition is right that being said i i did sing leo bloom for an open call for a producer's tour and made it to finals and Hell got yeah. called back in the room for that so it's not a hard and fast end, rule right there are there's no hard and fast rule around it um so we'll deep further on her actual audition but instead right this is an excuse to have Idina Menzel and Leah Michelle sing together. Right. For for what, I ask you, other than this song would have worked in any other context. This is why I really felt like this this then singing this song for no reason, this is what made it feel like to me like, oh Idina's nearby. Do you guys just wanna hit a quick duet so yes. we can get it on iTunes? The poker face did well. They they sound good right. together. Can we just quickly like Put one in the shoot, have it ready for an episode. Right. Because it did not it's need really... to happen at all. It didn't. And I, I, I like the song. There is an incredible cover uh, that Sasha Allen does, who was um, in the original like revival cast of Hair in 2009. Hmm. She like made it pretty far on The Voice on one season, and she sang this song, and it fucking slaps. So I like this song, and I think they do a pretty good job yeah. with it. Um, it's a bop. It's not appropriate for... A funny girl audition, but it's no. a bop. No, and I can, to be fair, Dina does say, like, this isn't the song, but let's just sing it for fun. Which, like. Oh, maybe she doesn't. I missed that. Because well, I just kind of d- spent the whole time by, being like. By Adina. Yeah. Yeah. And my and taking notes. Yes, obvs. Um, yeah, it's fine. I don't, I don't love this song. I have, I'm neutral on this song. That's fair. I think, I think it's one that I like. I've just heard a little bit too much back in the day. It was definitely this is a song I had to hear at my hero, so you know it was a little bit, little bit too much. Um, But they're fun; they sound great together. Like I said, it really feels like a plant; like it didn't need to happen, but they're like, "Well, let's sell some songs today." And I thought this was going to be the start of like a sabotage C plot. Maybe Mm. it's not. No, it's not. But I guess sort of to marry your point into this. Why would you bring her along otherwise? Yeah, right. Because either she's around and it's convenient and we have the time, or because maybe there's a sabotage plot right. happening, but yours is more likely because yeah. she doesn't she show up was... again. <laughs> she's no, just gone. No, she doesn't. She's just here. Idina Menzel was on set. They brought her in for a scene. Bye. Pretty wild that Wicked turns 20 this year. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Back to college. Frat um, party. We cut right to a Beastie Boys song. Yeah. Honestly, it's um, slay. Yeah. They kill it. Fight for your right to party. Mm-hmm. And I do appreciate that this is a depiction of 
kind of that Van Wilder style party. Yeah. But with a theater kid twist that isn't disgusting. Yes. I could buy that. And the the context that they give right after that, it's at a frat party. Yep. They meet uh, Matt Crowley and Chip, two other 35-year-old Brody lookalikes yep. who are running the frat. And give us the context, way to justify yes. that the stereo broke, they thought they were fucked, and then these two dudes happen to jump on the instruments, and right. I buy that people, even in the year of our Lord 2013 in college, would know Fight for Your Right to Party. Yeah, this would be, like... There's a definitely, I can see this, like, being at a party, suddenly someone starts playing this, and you're at the right level of drunk, that you're like, let's get hype let's for a go. live performance of Beastie Boys. Right. And just everyone yelling out the chorus, yeah, 100p, kind of, 100p. It kind of reminds me of, um, when we were doing, when we were talking about the Spice Girls song that they were doing. Yeah. Like, how we talked about how that would play at parties in college, and people would just enjoy it because it's yeah. a throwback, it's nostalgia, and it's not ironic. This feels like the same thing. Yes. You do have to fight for your right to party. You're all drunk. Someone's playing drums for some reason in your house. Fuck right. yeah, you gotta fight for your right to party. Yeah. Yay, college. Yay, college. Uh, yeah, I quite liked this scene. It felt very, like... This was never an experience I had even once, but it felt very nostalgic. Yeah. I think it is because of the theater kid twist that there's a world in which this happened to us. Oh, um, 100%. We're very close to living in a universe where we were at a party and suddenly someone's live playing Beastie Boys. Right. That's the more uh, realistic part than us being at a frat house, which is says volumes yeah. about the kind of people oh we were. Oh my god, I've never been to a frat party, and I'm fine with that. You are smart. Have you been to a frat party? Yeah, not at New Paltz, though. Oh, okay. Oh, right, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. We cut back to Glee. The, the Glee Club. Um, oh, wait, there is, I will say, so, oh. it, um, while they're talking to me, like, yeah, these, like, two 30-year-olds are like, you saved our party, dude. And Finn's response is like, I mean, yeah, Puck and I have musical training. Yeah. <laughs> We did have um, some musical training. Oh, and the and the guys are like, oh yeah, Glee Club, right? That's awesome. Yeah, um, there is a a joke that is not as that is unfortunate, like twenty thirteen funny that which is like, even though it seems like you guys are totally oh, gay, yeah. we're still gonna let you into right. Our you're frat. obviously gay, but welcome to our frat. To be fair, um, Puck did roll up wearing a fedora. It's seemingly unironically, so I can see how they got the impression. Fair, and they are very close. But um, yeah, they're like, hell yeah, we're you, you saved the party. You get to pledge without all the hazing. Yeah, so, frat boys, Finn and Puck. Yeah. <laughs> they're in their frat boy era. Now we can go back to Glee Club. Yes. We then cut to Glee Club. Again, Unique is enhancing her breasts naturally. Yeah, what? Don't well, know if that's a, a thing. We to talk about this. I don't know why we made this a, a, a through line for this episode, but... Oh, and this isn't even like... Glee Club proper. It's another no. sort of secret it's underground meeting. Glee Club. Underground Glee Club. Glee Underground, which is centered around Brad, and they're going to try out Mar- Marley's songs. Marley um, called Mom here, being mom. like, "These you seem like the people that Will picked on the most when yeah. yelling about the set list." So I thought you could come here and try out one of my songs that I wrote for How Much I Love You Guys as Friends. Which, sure, honestly, yeah. like this is again, 
we take the last episode, we do mm-hmm. something good with it. Right. In, in Marley's it, in growth from it the plot. seems to be the best. Yeah. And so we have an original song. Here's the thing. <laughs> I just, this would probably be more impactful if they hadn't already done this plot. Valid. Absolutely. We've milked original songs already. It feels like they re- realized they were trying. It, it just, maybe I'm too uh, jaded that I'm like, okay, they want more. Like, Perhaps. Originals. And also because I know it's a ballad and I know that you immediately tune out. Yeah. I mean, I listen. It's fine. I, I, it's not a, I like it better. Here's the sad part is I like Marley's original songs way better than I like the other ones from The originals in here two. are so much better than the previous so ones. So much. Which makes it so sucky to me that they wasted the capital of original songs on yes. like the Rachel Berry season two of it all. A hundred percent. And it's no my cup though. Um, it's no my cup, but it's way but better than loser like me. Yes. <laughs> you know, somewhere in that Delta. And honestly, like my note is honestly, this does the job that like Lee should be doing. Yes. Kind of to reflect back on the refreshing nature of this episode. Yeah. If you're going to do original songs in a show that's about covers, like, this is the theme that you want to go with, school shooting precedent or not. You're right. And I thought it, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good song. Yeah. The chorus needed some revision. It was a little, mm-hmm. that's where it got a little saccharine, but I'm also yeah. looking at it from a songwriter's perspective. That was also my, uh, my question <laughs> is the, the Ian Brodsky reviews Glee's original songwriting. Yeah. I mean, I, overall, I liked it. And what I thought was really good about this, and I know I'm giving a lot of credit to a fictional character where yeah. it's obviously a, a, a staff of songwriters here. Right. This song, yes, it was a much better than previous originals. And it is so well arranged. Yes, it, it has is. so much more heart, and it's giving Prince of Egypt, Disney original musical song vibes. Yeah, vibes. It's got unique, and it's got counterpoint. It did. It this song did show me. I'm like, they are way underutilizing Alex Newell. Like, right. The, the fact that we've had Alex Newell this much, and it, we're mostly through the season, and I feel like this is the most we've heard of Unique's voice since. Oh, yeah. Like. Maybe a couple, like they're way underutilizing Alex Newell. Right. That plus everyone in the song is used perfectly. Yes. Yes. It's evenly distributed. Nobody is there to be the center of attention. Correct. Like even Unique's going off riffing is integrated. Yeah, really it gels. Well it's not like a, a. It gels. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I really like this, and I wish it had, like I said, it wasn't, didn't feel like them trying to redo, already. yeah, recapture the glory of season two, because these are better than the ones in season two. We'll talk about the second original song, too, oh, yeah. how it felt like, but that one really feels like, let's take the plot of our first original song, and can I copy your homework? Yes, but change it a little <laughs> bit, so um, Yeah. While they're singing this song, Will skulks in the dark, thinks about um, his life choices. Right. You can tell on his face that he's going, what am I doing with these kids? Right. I'm crushing their creativity. And even as he's watching them at the end, where I think Blaine is saying, we got to show these to Shu. And Marley responds with, nah, he's not interested. He's made his point, yeah. 
and then Shu just sad Charlie Brown walks away. Yeah. Um, I do like, I also quite like the, like, credit to Melissa Benoist here, like, the genuine, like, reaction of, like, they finish singing the song, and, like, the genuine reaction of Marley being, like, hearing something she wrote, performed, like, for the first time. I thought that, like, she looked overwhelmed and so pleased. Um, And I quite liked that. That's the thing. I like the original song plot better for Marley than I did for any of the originally cast. I think she sells it way better than Rachel ever did. Right. And again, to Melissa's credit, because Mm -hmm. this whole plot and this scene in particular had the heart and had... And of course it has doe-eyed Marley being doe-eyed Marley, but yep. it it had more payoff. It was more earned. Yes. Um, and Marley as a person, as boring as we've said she is, is more likable than Rachel trying to sing yes. an original song. Correct. We then cut to Finn setting up a drum in his dorm, getting a uh, phone call from Finn Rachel. not being able to figure out how to plug in a laptop, um, which oh. is a pretty good visual gag. So, yeah, and then Rachel calls, being like, I need your advice and support, re-funny girl audition. Right. And uh, Rachel does owe him a debt of, datitu- debt of gratitude, or a debt yep. of datitude. A debt of datitude for beating Which makes up. sense, because Cory Monteith is 37. Yep. And it's, it's a little bit of a healing kind of thing, blah, 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 blah. You shine bright, um, the, make the producers fall in love with you. Yeah. Whatever you do, just shine bright like a diamond, baby yes. girl. Yeah. I do appreciate there was um, there was a joke about his hand still hurting because Brody's face has it's sh- very angular. such sharp edges. Yes. That's very funny. Yeah, and I, I like, you know, they're calling, he's like, call me afterwards, like... Yeah. Um, so a little bit of like meta spoilery ish kind of information for you. This is actually Cory Monty's final episode. Um Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So like this scene here is like the last of Finchel that you kind of ever get. Which does like put a a much different kind of Oh, that fucked me up a bit. Yeah, right? Because this is an episode where I, where you're, you're, you're loving Finn. You're really Finn like, is you can your see, classic. you see where the vision is, right? Like right. what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, but no, Aww. this is his final filmed episode. So watching Jesus. it with that lens, I was like, this is, they couldn't have known that this was going to be the like Finn and Rachel send off. Yeah. But it is, and it's surprisingly really poignant when you, like... Right. It's very, like, hopeful for the future, like, not trying to get back together, just two people who clearly care about each other supporting each other. Um, yeah. Healing. Yes, it's very healing, and it's it's weird to watch knowing that it's, like, the last bit of it. This whole episode, when you know that, is very weird to watch, because it is, like, yeah. Finn getting ready to get, like, back on the horse. Um <sighs> Yes, so, fun Jesus. fact. Yeah. We still got, like, half the episode to go. Yes. Um, dang, like, that That got me yeah. a little emotional, not gonna lie. Weird. That's fair. It hits well, different when you know it. Well, we then cut to the funny girl auditions. Okay, even I know that you shouldn't go into a funny girl audition and sing an aria. Opera right. has no place in a funny girl audition. Correct. And... 
the one of the producers or casting directors just goes, let me put a yikes next to her name. Um, That's what I would be if I was a casting director. Yeah, you would. And the guy next to her just says, told you we should have made an offer to Miley Cyrus. Uh, that guy also just died. What the fuck? I don't remember his name, but yeah, I what just saw like fuck? a post on Twitter that, that that actor also recently died. Like a couple what days a ago, I bummer. think. Jesus yeah. Christ. May he rest in peace. What? <laughs> yeah, Michael Lerner. Oh, God damn. Yeah, he died like two days ago. And I'm trying to figure out if like, this guy's done anything else, but I think he really has mostly just... He has. He's done plenty of other things. He was an elf. Um, well, I mean, he must have done plenty of other things if we know that he passed away, and it's not just the guy from that one Glee episode that was well, there Ian, for 20 that seconds. That is why I know he passed away, because I follow enough Glee media now that other Glee accounts are... Po- so that is literally the only context in which I had learned about his passing is because some other Glee podcast posted about it. God damn it, guys. We're in a little bubble. <sighs> a glubble. Yeah, a little glubble. You read my mind. Anyway, so, here comes Rachel Berry out to do her audition. Singing a classic. And my next note is, ugh, no. <laughs> okay, Ian. Okay. Funny girl. You're uh, the casting director. Someone gets on stage and sings Journeys Don't Stop Believing for their audition as Fanny Bryce. Yay or nay? Probably nay. What makes they this a really... bad choice? So it, to the Rachel Berry credit, it does mm-hmm. have range. It does have power. It does yeah. showcase. Like technical vocals. Probably technical vocals. Fine. To the credit of this scene, she does get immersed in, in Her the song. Fantasy, she, yeah. Yeah. So that's fine. If I were... If I were on the other side of the table and I was seeing this and I truly believed what this producer yeah. says, I might call her back. But if I, I am not inclined to be on the side of someone that walks into a Golden Age musical audition and sings a, a, a hair metal song from the 1980s. It does feel like Glee is trying to be like she's winning it because she sells a song and for her, her chutzpah, you know. Right. But it more feels like she accidentally thought she was auditioning for um, Rock, Rock of, of Ages. Ages. Yes. <laughs> uh, you could maybe get, I was like, maybe you could get away with this out of, out of the Who's Tommy. You know. Right. Right. If it was like a, if it was like a Who's Gonna Be the Next Mrs. Walker kind of thing, 100%. Really and unfortunately, Mrs. Walker. Unfortunately, Leah Michelle would be a great Mrs. Walker. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to break that news to all of you. Yeah, um, especially because there's a revival like, of that being rumored. It does feel like... It, it feels like if you had no context and it was just happening in the real world, it just seems incredibly out of touch. Yes, to absolutely. such an off-genre song. Yes, absolutely. Again, you would have to really sell it as... Like, in the framework of a Fanny Bryce. Right. For to for And it me seems like to, it would be to hard to do that. that in the time yeah. frame of an audition. Right. 
It has to be really hyper specific. To come in and, and convey that I'm doing this to show that I'm like, this is what Fanny would do if Fanny was auditioning right. for Fanny Girl right now. Like, <laughs> not Fanny Girl. Fanny um, Girl. That's the name of the show. <laughs> Hello, Fanny. Um, couple things on this one. Aside yes. from all of that, one, is nobody else tired of this fucking song? Oh, you just wait. I know. I know. I'm aware. We're not done with it yet. I know. And I hate that. But anybody else just tired of it? Yes. Also, Artie on guitar? He was on guitar in the original. Was he? Yeah, Artie oh, played right. guitar right. for okay, like a right, good right. chunk of the first season, and they just forgot about that. You're but the right. fact I that he's not now. on stage initially is what bothered me. Like, they cut out to a wide... And Finn's on the drums with Mercedes, Tina, and Kurt. And you're like, where's Artie? And then you're like, oh, there he is. He comes out in the middle. He doesn't get to to be included immediately. Which, to that point, they had Amber Riley work a day for for this. this. For this, I know. They said, hey, are you available next Tuesday to recreate Don't Stop Believing? We'll pay you. Yeah, you have to wear your old hair. (laughs) But you need you to come in and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. That's it down the background. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's like living her whole Glee Club fantasy. And, and it's like, it... I understand the vision and purpose of this. Yeah. But just like next to me, could have been done in so many other contexts and would have hit so much better. Yeah. But nope, here we are. Uh, you have something quite different. Yes, as she's, they say, what a, what a, she made that she, she's got balls and they're gonna send her to they're gonna send her through. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, we cut back to the dorm room. Uh, it turns out Finn has been missing sociology tests. Um, and he's like, whatever, I don't need to know that. And Puck is like, isn't that a final requirement for your teaching degree? Yeah, Puck and is my surprise was, twist. Is it? Oh, I would assume. Yeah. Okay. Surprise twist is Puck is like, you can't fucking waste your life partying in college. You have to do a good job as a teacher. You can't be a fuck up. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff here about being a crappy teacher is different than being a crappy high school student. Yes. Because it's no longer about having potential. It's about living up to your potential. Mm Mm-hmm. So Puck is also going to buckle down and prove everyone wrong. Not that he's he's going to enroll in college. No. He's just going to write a screenplay while squatting in that dorm. Yes, but still. Yeah. But, making uh, an effort or whatever. We've always known we're special, so let's prove it. Sure. Anyway, Nene Leaks is back. Yep. Uh, making a lot of unnecessary comments. Yeah. Hated this scene. Yes. Because it's very much about... Remember how we had all of those jokes about Sue being so old? How old is she? Right. She's so old that she birthed a fully formed 16-year-old daughter with Down syndrome. Yikes. This is in poor taste. Yes. She keeps calling Becky adult baby Robin. Yeah. She makes Um, them swear a blood oath, sans blood. Yeah. And keeps on calling Blaine Fruity Fonzie, which is weird. Yeah, it's... I get what they're going for with Nanny Lakes, and I don't care for it. Yeah. I understand it, but I don't like it. She also brings up the whole gun of it all, and that was in poor taste. Makes Blaine suspicious about the situation, so I guess keep an eye on that. 
Yeah, right after that in the hallway, Blaine's like, you're acting kind of weird. What's going on? You want to talk about it? And Becky's like, fuck off. And then does yeah. a Sue Sylvester style hallway rant. Hallway which, rant, yeah. Gotta love that. Love that for Becky. Yeah. We, so I didn't, we didn't need this. I don't need this plot of Nene Leakes returning. I yeah. like Nene Leakes. I don't, I don't like what she's bringing to this show, frankly. Yeah. And of course you can't, can't blame Nene Leakes for it all. No. She was given the material. Yep. Um, but we cut to Shu on stage. Remembering Getting lost in his win. own dream sequence. Finn appears to tell him he was right, that uh, he needed to get his focus back. So he's going to get college credit for all the time he spent at McKinley teaching. That is definitely not something that's possible as a freshman first semester. But okay, good for him. Sure. Way to justify, again. Yeah, for real. Finn is willing to come back, but things have to be different. He can't be a gopher. It has to be a partnership like a teacher. We both bring our best, and we go out there and get the trophy. And Will's condition is, let's move past this. Okay. Yeah, that's and that's what Finn says. Yep. Okay. Hooray, indeed. Cut back to the choir room. Uh, Will enters like, looking good, unique. You too, Tina. And I'm like, that's gross. Yep. Don't comment on your students' bodies positively or negatively. Yeah. Uh, blah blah blah. He was captain of the so uh, the co-captain of the soccer team. That's new information. I know, and I did not believe it, frankly. Right. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, blah blah blah. He was wrong about how his teacher was crazy, and Finn's back. Uh, hooray. hooray, Marley. T- uh, teach us a song. Dreams are out. You're in. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, this is where I realized Jake and Ryder have done nothing. No, and, like, I think about it, like, that the end of last episode was Ryder finding out that someone in the Glee Club is catfishing him, and he's trying to, like, meet them, and no one met him when he's supposed to, and we've just gotten rid of that plot. Like, right. we're ignoring that today entirely. Right. Um, yeah, they literally, then, they do nothing. They, they do, do nothing. nothing this episode. I forgot Ryder existed until the final number. Right. They get a couple lines in the final number. Good for them. But for what? Yeah. Uh, we cut to Rachel waiting by her phone. Kurt is here to be like, hey. I know, the smallest amount of Kurt we've had in a long time. Honestly, he was probably fine with that. He was probably like, I get right. to show up for how long? You need Bet. me to recreate Don't Stop Believing and pretend to bake some cookies? Can do. Can do. Um, this is where we get, uh, what's, what is what is Broadway daycare? Yes, toddler fame. Yeah, toddler fame. Um, but, you know. Life goes on, I don't regret my decisions, and then the phone rings. Ba-ba-bum. Yes. And look at that, she got a call back. Everything's Who coming would... up, Barry. <laughs> Everything is coming up, Rachel. <sighs> so, yeah, it, it worked out for her. Great. Who would have thought? Yeah. And then we end on another Ma- M- Miley, another Marley original. Yes. This one does feel like someone took a loser like me and said I could do this better um, yeah. because it, the, this, the message is the same you know we're, we're we're not like you we're misfits you know right but we have heart but also at the same time it did have a similar vibe to the first song they sing yes because yes. it's very much about the community them having each other we're outcasts but we're outcasts together correct something about it wasn't different enough from the first one that I didn't correct. care as much about this song 
Yes. But it's fun. I can see how it would appeal to young teenagers of the time. Yeah, I can see how it would sell on iTunes, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, good for them, because still, much better than Loser Like Me. Correct. Um, Not as good as Flashlight, though. It, it No, nothing could be. Um, <laughs> and it did feature, like, a lot of, like, the new kids. It was very um, Ryder, Jake, Marley, Kitty kind of heavy, which, like I said, yeah. this time I was like, ooh, they're trying to work on passing that torch, like. Um, sure. Like, remember, this this show could be about these new kids. Don't you care about them? Which everyone kind of went like, no. Eh. Um, <laughs> but you could tell that they were trying. Yeah. And, um, okay. That's the episode. Okay. Yeah. See, that's how I mostly felt about it, that I watched this episode. I was like, okay. I was fairly yeah. neutral here. It was a palate cleanser. Um, it was a palate cleanser. It was like that sorbet that she eats in the princess diaries in between courses she didn't realize it was frozen um and she has too much and it's a brain freeze yes what yeah a very princess a very neutral episode of glee which is better than a bad episode right in some ways after (laughs) last week this is what we needed is just sort of like an oh truly kind of a classic in a way yeah yes um also interestingly not a ton of music Right. Um, let's talk about this music. Yes. You have to purchase one of these songs for real life uh, with human money. Um, here are your choices. Next to me, you gotta fight for your right to party. Did you know that song has two parentheticals? It's parenthetical. Wow. You gotta fight for your right, parenthetical, to party. To party. Wow. Um, you see boys double down. Yes. Uh, you have more friends than you know. Don't stop believing. Uh, and Outcast. Here's a fun fact I just learned. You Have More Friends Than You Know was not written by the Glee people. It was written... The Gleeple? Yes. It was written by two people who I don't know, commissioned by the Hancher Auditorium at the University of Iowa for It Gets Better, a touring, ta- a touring stage production, which premiered in 2013... And then he, the guy who wrote it, Jeff Marks, who is best known for creating Avenue Q. I was going to say, I know that name. Recorded the song, released it as a single uh, to benefit the Trevor Project, and then Glee would go on to cover it. So Honestly, that's rad. So Outcast, it appears, uh, was written for Glee, presumably okay. by their own staff. But this one was... Was more or less a cover. Yes, of written by the guy who created Avenue Q. That's awesome. Honestly, love that. Well, one half of the guy for Jeff Marks, right. and then also Mervyn Warren, no, uh, right. who scored the movie The Wedding Planner. Cool. So. Well, I'm going to go with next <laughs> to me, unfortunately. That's fair. I'm sorry you have to do that. But it's like because because I, I don't the original songs are fine but like i know that i'm just not going to go out of my way to listen to them yes and if i'm going to listen to fight for your right to party i'm just going to listen to the beastie boys that's a fair point i was gonna because i feel like fight for your right to party was going to be my choice because i didn't like the next to me cover that much i mean i don't, I, I I don't see stop it, believing and i don't really want one of the cover the originals because i will it's like you said i'll never want to listen to right them. so 
But fight for your right to party is a correct answer. Absolutely. Yeah. Because kind of vibe. similar especially like with your musical taste like similar to yeah. how you would how you would have picked um Finn singing Losing My Religion even though you could also just listen to REM. Correct. So, I buy that. I accept that. I support you. All right. Well, that was that was exciting. Yeah. We learned a lot today. Had, I, I'm kind of reeling from the fact that, that you have more friends than you know was a real song that Glee right? stole and um, didn't steal. They probably got permission, etc. Yeah, but, they probably like partnered in a way. But the fact that it was not written by uh, the Glee cast. Right. All right. Well, wow. Wowee. Um, Guess we'll plug the show now. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, uh, it is Glee aggressive at uh, the show is at Glee aggressive. Yep, Glee aggressive at gmail dot com. Uh, what should they write in about this week, Rena? Well, it's your favorite song from Avenue Q. Yes. Ooh, man, that's a great fucking show. Well, yeah, Ian, what's your favorite song from Avenue My Q? My favorite song from Avenue Q. Um, probably. Oh God, probably the more you love someone. That's fair. When I that's thought a funny about one. it. My gut reaction went sucks to be me, but I don't know if I think that's a... I mean, that is a classic. That is definitely a bop. I'm also looking up Avenue Q right now. Life Outside Your Apartment? That's a good one. That is a fun one. Avenue Q. Schadenfreude is a bop. Oh, yeah. The Money Song Girlfriend Who Lives in Canada? But yeah. I mean, sucks to be me might be my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I should listen to Avenue Q again agreed anyway right in talk to us about avenue q Ian, yeah. where can people find you on the internet you can find me at uh ibroski on twitter instagram and tiktok and ianjbrodsky.com what about you karina you can find me at the same handle on both twitter and tiktok and that is epic adventure of all right well all right thank you folks for joining us for this episode you can join us next week when we will be discussing season four, episode twenty. We're really getting close to the end now, bud. Wow. Um. Uh, and that episode is called "Lights Out." Hmm. All right. I remember this one. Oh. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that look on your face. I don't know how I feel about it either. So I guess we'll find <laughs> out. So leads that, of course, leads me to ask Ian: Did this episode of Glee make you want to watch that next one? Uh, kind of. If, you know, palate cleanser. It's palate a, neut- cleanser. a neutral episode leads to a neutral response. Yeah. Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive.